0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Just One More Opinion. I'm Charlie and with the release of Wonder Woman 1984, the DC Extended Universe got a bit more extended and now, with 9 movies in its collection, I decided to rank all of them based solely on my opinion of each one. So, let's get started! Before I begin, I need to explain how I decided to rank these. I'm not looking at IMDb scores or audience appreciation. I am simply taking into consideration my connection with each movie, with its story, its heroes and villains, the tone for the film, the impact on the franchise, and whether or not I enjoy rewatching them. Once again, it is my opinion. I'd love to hear yours, see how different my list is from your ranking, because that's okay, and that's what's important about art. It's subjective. But, (laughs) fair warning, there might be some minor spoilers and potentially controversial placings. So let's begin from the worst to the best. At number 9, Justice League. The DCEU's Avengers Trial. This happened in 2017, which was four years after we got Henry Cavill's Superman movie and one year after Batman vs. Superman, where we were introduced to both Ben Affleck's Batman and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. And we got also teases of the rest of the team, with Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman having little video cameos. But... Justice League was a huge hit and miss with a tone shift after Joss Whedon became the director, with the villain Steppenwolf being quite unremarkable as well, with the bad mustache removing CGI, and with an overall lack of excitement about the final battle being just this big CGI confrontation between our heroes and the main antagonist, and he and his. Goons. Um, I think that ambition ruined this film, but with Zack Snyder releasing his version of what, the, of what Justice League should be next year, maybe there's some redemption in the horizon. I hope there is, but I still don't think it will become one of the best in the franchise, just because Zack Snyder finally reveals his cut. Coming in at number 8, Aquaman. Okay, this is pretty controversial I bet. I'm gonna try to defend my case as quickly and as well as possible though. I am not a fan of cheesy, corny humor. I'm not a fan when ladies eat flowers and fish because they don't know what to do with them. I'm not a fan when most of the jokes relate to being fish out of water because that's too much on the nose. and. Even though I don't dislike him, I also am not really that huge of a fan of Jason Momoa. I've only seen him in Game of Thrones, I believe. And I know he's a great guy, but as an actor, I'm just not really that impressed. Especially when he's playing this tough guy underwater powerhouse who has a bad relationship with his people and seems to be in this Limbo situation about doing something about it or not as a story. I wasn't really Enticed by the different plot points or character arcs in any major way But I did fully enjoy the final battle in the ocean with a variety of different sea creatures battling it out and I also really liked the vibrant cinematography I thought that was really appealing But it's not one of the movies I usually re-watch, unfortunately. At number seven, Birds of Prey, with actually a longer title before, but I shall not try to say that. The hook in this one is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. She was the standout role in Suicide Squad and one of my favorite actors. She's just so good in everything she does, really. And she completely drives the movie. But the story in and of itself, is not that interesting. Ewan McGregor's portrayal of Black Mask was eccentric and unique, but more like a pseudo-Joker than the actual comic version of Black Mask, which was an odd choice. The actual Birds of Prey only unite in the third act, and the movie isn't really written, uh, designed to create this team, it just happens because of particular story point but the fighting choreography and the bright bubbly and bouncy nature of each sequence gave it a nice flair this was the first female-led superhero team movie we've had ever I believe and this was also a very exciting uh, film to see because of that but the execution of the story was flawed as it spent more time with Arlie than with the Birds of Prey and rely too much on the quirkiness of the main character. At number six, Suicide Squad. This movie probably is in the bottom one or two of many people's lists, but I do have fun rewatching this one. I think that the main villain reveal was absurd and boring and dumb. And Jared Leto's Joker was very much disapproved by the public. I do know that. But I think the issue was in the script and the amount of screen time the the actor got. And the story focused too much on this one mission with this one goal that didn't really feel like it was a job for a suicide squad, a team of villains and misfits working against their will. I think that in that regard, the mission was disappointing, let's say. The highlights of the movie are definitely Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and Will Smith's Deadshot, who were given some actual character depth. And the acting was also superb by their part. Another cool element of the Suicide Squad is the fact that it is a team of villains with some weird, unique characters here and there. And I do enjoy rewatching this movie because of that because of the because of Harley Quinn deadshot the team the dark humor the dark tone but yes i do not think it's a great or even good movie and there's a difference between me liking it and me thinking it's it's decent <laughs> at number 5 wonder woman 1984 the last installment in the dceu I've talked about it recently, you can listen to that episode right now, so you know that my main issue here is in the lack of logic and the absurd continuity errors. There were just too many moments where I questioned the director's choices or the script itself because some things just did not make any sense. However, the two antagonists, Maxwell Lord and Cheetah, were great, really fleshed out in terms of motivation, especially Cheetah. And the stakes were personal, whilst also being huge at the same time, which gave us some nice conflict within Diana. And I enjoy conflict. I enjoy stakes. I enjoy a good villain motivation. So this one is really in the middle of the list because of that, even though, like I said, the logic is all over the place. Coming in at number four, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. If I hadn't watched the extended version of this film, it would definitely be lower than fourth place because th- the original theatrical release is just too bad. Or worse. It, it, it's much worse. The, the, the additional 30 minutes actually give us some more depth, some more motivations, important story points that weren't at all explored in the theatrical theatrical release. If you haven't seen this um, 30-minute longer version of the film, go watch it. It's worth it. As some good... No, let's start with the bad. Let's start with the bad things. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor felt like another version of Joker. He was too eccentric as well, and his plan relied too much on things that he couldn't really control. Having Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne was a good enough choice. The warehouse fight scene was pretty epic, but Batman's moral code was gone. Really. Which felt extremely uncharacteristic of Batman. Just weird. What a weird dare I say, bad choice, about this awesome hero. His beef with Superman was, in a way, justifiable, but when you reach the end and you have that scene with that name being the catalyst for their brawl, it made some people roll their eyes, for sure, myself included. But, in some level I get it, in that moment, Clark's humanity was on display, which stopped Bruce from making a terrible mistake, But it's still pretty cringy, though. (laughs) The battle with Doomsday and the introduction of Wonder Woman felt a tiny bit disappointing and rushed, respectively, but that final plot twist was certainly shocking. Batman vs Superman is a decent movie experience, but it had the potential to be an iconic superhero film, and it just wasn't. It's great to see Batman and Superman finally in a movie together. It's also fun that they're playing with the tone, uh, the tone shifting from Man of Steel because that movie with its character is very much about hope and just overall a more uh, uplifting spirit, if you can say, spiritual movie. And in this one, it was very gritty, very dark, but I kind of like that. I kind of like the difference. But still, like I said, there was just some issues with the story and Lex Luthor that made this not be in the top three. At, at number three, Shazam! I had lots of fun with Shazam! It was a very wholesome family movie. I'm, I'm a sucker for any family-related stories. And Billy Batson's origin and his connection to Freddy, his adoptive brother, and his foster family as a whole, it was really just sweet... And layered. Zachary Levi's Shazam! Himself is also very cool. He was great at playing this OP man child. In some moments, he even seemed more childish than the actual kid Billy, which was hilarious. But the villain, Dr. Savannah, played by Mark Strong, was somewhat disappointing. They had something interesting going on with his backstory uh, in the beginning, but as an adult, Savannah was pretty much a two-dimensional villain, looking for more power and doing some nasty, nasty things with it. And that's also another negative. For a PG-13 movie designed mostly for kids, lots of the humor and action scenes are very kid-friendly, there were some very kid-unfriendly moments and scenes that felt a bit odd as part of the film kind of going against the overall vibe, you know? It was strange to see monsters and gruesome deaths. Still, Shazam! was a great movie. It was a really good movie, the family theme is heartwarming, and as a whole the film is pretty enjoyable as a fun action-adventure superhero flick. And in second place, Wonder Woman. After meeting Diana in Batman vs Superman, we travel back in time, almost a hundred years, to learn about her origin and her place in the world of men. This movie is both a war story and a fish out of water comedy. Both a story of becoming and a story of purpose. It taps into these themes of what do we believe in and what if our perspective is too narrow-minded sometimes and Gal Gadot, as Diana, is so charming and fun and naive and brave, a very welcome addition to the DCU, and some great casting as well. The search for a villain is also an interesting plot point, and the reveal of who the real threat is comes as a surprise, and the final battle that ensues creates some intellectual conflict in Diana, and I argue with the viewers as well. The main antagonist explains what the role of man has been for ages, what humankind has evolved into. And if we had known him, who the villain was earlier on, we'd, we could have created more of a, a bond with him sooner, instead of finding out 30 minutes before the credits rolled and seeing him only as the bad guy who needed to be stopped by the end. So in that regard, the use of the villain, could have been better employed, I would say. There's also this great sacrifice in the movie, very emotional indeed, but Diana's relationship with Steve Trevor felt a bit forced, as he was the very first man she met, and became quickly the only man she ever wanted. And I think that wasn't really natural, and... it was actually somewhat childish of Diana, even. I'm down for romance, really, but it needs to make more sense than that and be more developed too. Despite that, the movie is phenomenal, really. It's very comedic at some times. The themes are really great. The casting and the characters are really... They do a great job in this movie. It's very fun. The action scenes are really good. It's really one of the best superhero movies that we have. ...had in this century. I would not argue with myself regarding that. Wonder Woman is a great movie. Period. But, in the first place... ...Man of Steel, the original DCU film. In 2013, we had a different take on this familiar superhero... ...as Henry Cavill took on the role of Clark Kent... ...aka Carl L, aka Superman... And I have to admit that I've never been a fan of the character. I just don't see the appeal on this hero who is pretty much unbeatable. There's not a green rock nearby to make him vulnerable. I think that in that regard, the character can become a bit shallow. So having this movie tackle something different with this idea that being a hero is a hard choice for Clark, that he actually fears becoming a symbol of hope because he doesn't know how the world would react. And at the end, when he is faced with this terrible dilemma, doing something that strictly goes against his moral code, in order to save lives, and you feel the weight it has on him, that, that was a beautiful scene. It was a great start for the DC Extended Universe, and Henry Cavill did so great as the Man of Steel, really embodied the best in the hero, and I really hope we do get a sequel soon from Snyder. And with Hans Zimmer's score again, because it was unbelievably good in this movie. For those reasons and more, Man of Steel comes in at number one. And that's it, guys. All nine DCEU movies ranked. In 2021. We will get James Gunn's *The Suicide Squad*, which should be a very entertaining film, and in 2022, we we might get *Aquaman 2* and the *Flash* movie finally. The DC EU is not as extended as the MCU, but that's because DC releases other movies outside his franchise. The most anticipated one for me being the *Batman* from Matt Reeves. I'm so hyped for that for that movie honestly the teaser trailer was awesome and i can't wait for march of 2022 to finally see robert Pattinson as the dark knight anyway i hope you enjoyed this episode guys i will talk to you soon good bye